Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with El Jefe Bogue. Uh, my name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how can we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all of the information overload and choose what actually governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hello, Jefe. Hello, Josef. (laughs) I don't even know. I wouldn't even know what to guess at. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, it doesn't even mean your name, but uh, I've been doing Duolingo. Yeah. uh, And so I don't even remember what level I'm on. But right now, uh, one of the most common words is El Jefe. Uh, this is working through a lot of like office language or work language. Oh, okay. And uh, so if, if you don't know, El Jefe is the I've boss. been doing uh, singular lingo. Sing- single lingo? Single lingo. Well, today's actual question <laughs> is uh, how do I talk, how do I have a spiritual conversation with someone that doesn't believe in Jesus? I've been praying for my three. I pray for no-brainer moments. And I have a lot of non-believers that I come in contact with on a daily basis. How do I bridge into a spiritual conversation? No one's ever asked me, please tell me about the hope that you have inside of you. I know I'm dependent upon God's spirit in this, and yet I also want to do my homework and have some ideas on how to start these conversations and take them a step further. For example, do I just flat out ask someone, do you have any religious or faith background? I was with my hairdresser last week, and I mentioned how my brother-in-law was a missionary And then she asked, well, what is that organization? And I gave her a one-liner answer, and then she moved on to a different topic. Was there a question I could have asked her to take that convo a step deeper? I just wonder if I need some help with good questions to ask people in the spiritual and faith arena. Jeff, I know you're passionate about helping people understand who Jesus is. Like, How how do we help our listener here? Well, I I, first of all, I'm just grateful that uh, they care about it and um, that they want to share Jesus with people, that's probably a massive first step. I Mm -hmm. think most people don't think that way. They don't think about human beings as eternal creatures. And so my hairdresser is just my hairdresser and et cetera, you know. And so I'm like, I just love the fact that she has a passion for uh, lost people. and I love that you assumed it's a she, but we know because she has a hairdresser. Yeah, guys don't have a hairdresser. <laughs> like we got... Got a barber. Barber. Or a guy that cuts my hair. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and where I get my hair cut at, it seems like they're always moving on. So like I'll get, I'll get a person that's cutting my hair the way I like it and then like they're gone, you know? Yeah. So I, my hair, my hair uh, cuts are pretty much a jump ball. You just never know. You at least still have hair to cut. Mine's like, uh, I'll take a one on the sides and a two on the top, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still have to, I just have to, although I have been telling them lately, like, leave me some bangs to flip over my receding hairline. Oh, no. Yeah. So we, as long as that never fully turns into a comb. Well, I'll let you know. Yeah. I'll, then, I'll be there for you. Yeah. It won't be a comb over. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be something more like yours if you let it grow out. Oh, yeah. There's, there's yeah. My, that ship has long sailed for me. Yeah. There's a point, guys, where you just need to give in. Oh, yeah. So. COVID was it for me, actually, when you had to give yourself a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't give myself a real haircut, so out came the clippers. <laughs> there they go. Yeah. And it looks good, Joe. I like it better. You have a beautiful bald head. Thank you. This is what I would say. Uh, I think when you when you're looking for a set of questions or you're looking for a strategy to share your faith, 
I actually encourage you not to develop one. Mm. So that's probably a little bit controversial. Uh, I feel like when you do that, it somehow moves from a relationship to a sales pitch, mm. and it's um, it's negative. Uh, I actually think what you were doing uh, was fantastic. Like you're you're using what I call God talk. So uh, a lot of the ways that I wind up sharing my faith is I I do that because I share my life. Mm-hmm. And so people will say, um, like when I'm getting my hair cut by my hair cutter person, <laughs> whoever that may be, uh, they'll often say, like, uh, like I'll often go in like in the afternoon and they'll say, are you going home after this? And I'll say, I'll go back. I'm going back to the office. So let's go ahead and wash, wash out my hair, you know, and go back to the office. And they'll often say, oh, where do you work? Well, I work at... The I give the answer. Like, I work at Grace Church, and I'll say, you ever been there? No. And sometimes it's a nope, and then sometimes it's a, no, I don't, I don't really go to church that much. Well, why not? Well, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll start asking them questions about their life. If that pathway of questioning goes down the path of sharing the gospel, great. If it doesn't, it's just me talking to them about their life. Mm-hmm. So when that turns a corner and they say, uh, well, I'm just not that religious, plus I like football on the weekends, I'll say, what do you think about the Browns this year? Like I, I try not to force the question, mm-hmm. and I try to let it to be a relationship. And what I found is if I leave relational credibility on the table – those questions will get richer and better the next time I get my hair cut. Hmm. Now, something I do that's um, a little bit unique is I will always try to get my hair cut by the same person. Sure. I will usually go to the same restaurant so I can have an interaction with the same waiter or waitress. Um, I'll just oddly build lives by... Remember the the, uh, TV show Cheers? You no. Know, you don't remember Cheers? I mean, I know what it is. Well, I don't think okay. I've ever seen an episode. Man, I'm sorry. I guess sorry. I'm that old, huh? Well, anyways, there were regulars at the bar was okay. my point. Okay, I, okay, I understand yeah, that part. And yeah, so, and so the employees and, the, uh, and the, the, the people who came to the bar, the customers, all knew each other because they just showed up in each other's life in a regular place. I got gotcha. you. So I'm going to do that. Because that's where everybody knows their name. I remember the song. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows their name. So... It's it's that kind of stuff where I want to be in their life and in a regular way. If God does not open up the door to deeper relationships, I don't want to kick it in. And that's the no-brainer part of this. I say no-brainer moment a lot, um, and I, I, I think sometimes people can look at that and think, well... Uh, I'm waiting for a moment where they ask me about Jesus, or I'm going to create that, or I'm not going to say anything until I do. That's all in the context of a relationship. So the the last person who cut my hair, I knew all about her boyfriend. I knew about the house they were remodeling. I knew about her religious background. Uh, she knew what I did for a living. She knows all about Heidi. She knows about my kids. I know she just had a baby. I know she was going on maternity leave when she had the baby. Well, that's just like she cut my hair for a year and a half, and we're Mm chit-chatting. She called me Jeff. 
not Mr. Bogue, you know, kind of a thing. And and I'm like, yeah, that I just try to do that. Um, and I'll everything from that to like uh, joking around. Like I, uh, my son Isaac and I were, uh, he was buying a car. He asked me to look at it for him or with him. And so we went up to the dealership. Well, the salesperson got into the car and she had a, a little, we're on the test drive. She has a little bit of an accent. I was like, oh, where are you from? She's like, well, I'm, I'm from Mexico. Oh, did, are, were you born there or born here? Well, I was born here. I'm a citizen. But is Spanish your first language or your second language? It's my, it's my first language. Oh, my wife had that. My wife is Brazilian. and So we started talking about, like, it became fun. To, she was laughing. I was laughing. And she's like, what do you guys do? I'm like, well, I'm a pastor at a church. Uh, then she asked Isaac. He's like, well, I work there too. What you know? And it and it just spilled into a conversation between people, as opposed to either one of us bending it. Now it's this awkward, weird conversation. Well, we wound up inviting her to church, and she said she probably would stop by with her boyfriend. Hmm. <laughs> you know, and because she went to. She went to school in Idaho. I'm like, how did you get to Akron? Well, <laughs> da, 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 da. you know, and and those kind of things. Um, but it was natural and it was normal. Now, what I uh, I was taught a term that is helpful called God talk. And so, if I'm talking about my normal life, God is a part of that normal life. Um, I will say, like I was selling something on Facebook the other day, and the lady was like, can I pick it up Sunday? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be at church when I get home. Well, I know she went and hit my profile. I know, you know, so it's just like, yeah, it's, it's no big deal. I think when we force it or it, fails, it feels like a sales pitch or we're trying to close the deal, mm-hmm. That's where we get like the bad reputation. So the 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 question that she asked was, are there more questions that I can ask? And I'm like, I would say, yeah, just ask her more questions about her life. Mm-hmm. And if God opens a spiritual door, he does. If not, you're just establishing a better relationship with them. Yeah, I think that that's... One of the key things I picked up is you're asking questions, but not just any questions. You're being curious. You're not you're not like interrogating them. Like, well, yeah. what are your spiritual beliefs? Well, what do you think about that? Well, why didn't your mom like no no no? You're just what is your life like? And yeah. and all these different normal conversational questions that help you understand more where they're coming from and then open things up. And you can inject spiritual conversation in a non weird way. Our our uh our neighbor was over the other day because our cat went to their house. <laughs> and so we we're just standing there talking. And uh, she said, um, we're, it, we just moved not that long ago. So this is like a new neighbor. So she said, man, you guys have people over all the time. And I said, yeah. I said, every Monday my daughter has a Bible study. And every Tuesday Heidi and I have a small group from our church. Now I didn't make it creepy. I'm no. like, that's what we're doing, and that's. Right. And she's like, wow, that, well, that's amazing. And uh, I, you know, and then you start talking house stuff, and that was it. Like that will be. My neighbor learned something about us. They learned something about like our ability to engage spiritual things, 
And then we'll see where that leads. Mm -hmm. But instead of making that like this really weird moment where like our neighbor wanted to be away from us, mm -hmm. that was a that was a very normal answer. But purposely, like, yeah, my daughter had her friends over and we get together with people a lot. Mm -hmm. I can God talk it. Sure. And what I'll do a lot with that is I'll I'll um uh, sometimes I'll talk about church like well I, I'm. I go to church on the weekends, so maybe, um, or I'll talk. I'll offer to pray, like uh, thank your hairdresser. Like, how was your day? Oh, I'm really sad because my, you know, my grandma's sick. Well, I, you know, I'll pray for you. May, like you're checking out. Give mm -hmm. her a good tip, <laughs> <laughs> and then be like, you know what? I'm going to pray for your grandma. I mean, I remember when my grandma got sick. How hard that was. They nobody resents that. No. You know, and so that now that opens up a different level of conversation. You go back the next time. I've been praying for your grandma. How's she doing? Mm -hmm. You know those kind of things, and so it's just infusing that yep. into your conversation. Uh, what book are you reading? Um, I'm trying to read the the book of John. I don't know if you ever. It's like one of the things in the Bible, and I'm just my pastor's always on me to like read the book of John. So I'm trying to read that. What are you reading? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just normal conversations, but like answering with what you are actually doing with the Lord, who you are in the Lord, and what your spiritual life looks like and plays out. Yeah, I think the way that we talk about things, it's a, it's okay to be normal, and it's okay to be excited about the stuff you're doing in your life. There's no need to be like apologetic, because I think there are some personalities that are like, well, I can't. It'd be weird if I told him I was going to church this weekend, or it'd be weird if I told him I'm reading the book of John. I'm like, not if you're glad you go to church and you're glad you're reading the book of John. Like, if I'm reading a Star Wars novel, I'll tell people it's weird, but it's not because that's what I like. You know, it's just when you're having normal conversation, it's not weird. It's only weird when you're like, I'm reading the book of John because we should all read the book of John. Yeah. You know, like, or you make it, you know, it's like Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's like, I'm reading the book of John. Yeah. It's like, well, nobody asked. And so why? Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to church. Like, just talk about, uh, it, I, you guys want to go kayaking Sunday morning. Um, well, I usually go to church, but I could just go Saturday night and hang out. Yeah, that'd be fun. What time you want to meet? Mm -hmm. It's just, a, it's like actually putting that detail of your life in there in a non-awkward way. Yep. <laughs> I think that... Um, so there's a, a definitive thing and then a kind of a subtle thing that you've also been mentioning. One of the follow-up questions I was going to ask, but you've kind of gotten to, is if you don't work for a church, how do you weave some of that in? Because a couple of your answers were, well, you're answering what you do for a living, and yeah. for you and I, that happens to be I work at a church. Um, but you're, you, you can say those types of things like, well, I normally go to church on Sundays, but you know, we can work this out, like s slipping those things in. And even sometimes like, you know, you should come with me sometime, but I love it, you know, and, and then you just move past it. If they don't engage it can be really, really helpful. Um, but the other subtle thing that you kind of talked about is when Jesus is a part of your life, it's a natural part of your conversation. That's right. And so if Jesus isn't a natural part of your life, like it's kind of this side gig. I go to church sometimes. Um, I don't really try to engage him throughout the week. But in the back of my head, I know I should share about Jesus because it's important for their eternity. You're going to have a harder time talking about Jesus because he's not in the mix of yeah. who you are. Yeah, and, and, 
and I think there there's levels of this, mm-hmm. right? So like there is I'm building a relationship or I'm I'm throwing out a a, a, a fishing hook. Um, when we worked on our house a lot, I would joke about with the contractors because they would say something like, man, you guys, how'd you get all this done, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, well, a bunch of my friends from church. Or like I w- when we moved, I would joke about like uh, none of our CrossFit friends showed up. It was all our fat church friends that helped us move. You know? So you're you're like throwing something out there that is is seeding a conversation. There's a second level then of people responding, and and uh, when they respond, now you're starting to take them somewhere, right? But it's kind of like the oversharing thing. Hmm. So, so for instance, the same thing would happen in a relationship. If, if they said, um, uh, what's your family like? Well, the first thing you were going to say is, well, I'm married, and I have six kids, six kids, you know, kind of thing. I don't go into the dynamics of my family with someone who I just met. Right, yeah. But can can a conversation over time move deeper or can certain conversations move deeply quickly? Mm-hmm. Sure, it, it's the it's the I'm sitting on an airplane and I met somebody sitting next to me. I this happened this happened to me more than once, but I remember I was flying home one time from France. I'd been in Africa, and I sat down next to uh, a girl that was um, coming back f- uh, from the Br- from the Olympics in Brazil. Mm. It's kind of a weird s- situation, and she was talking to me about whether she should keep swimming for four more years or just start her career. And in the course of you know six hours, I was like her dad, <laughs> you know, and she was in tears and gave me a hug wow. when she got off the plane. So there are you're you're feeling out those mm-hmm. those relational things and you're just not pushing past the point that the Holy Spirit is opening up a relational door. You're mm-hmm. backing off then. If God opens that door, that's the no-brainer moment when they're like, "Well, what do you believe at your church?" Tell them what you believe, what Christ has done in your life, but you don't tell them every like you don't tell them everything. Mm-hmm. You tell them the gospel, and when they you look in their eyes and they kind of feel like satisfied or full, you quit giving information. Then you're mm-hmm. waiting for the next interaction. Yeah, right. So I think so much of it is like le- reading the room, and those uh, sometimes you're just barely establishing the ability to have a conversation with someone. And then sometimes you're, you can go super deep, super quick. And it depends on the circumstances, usually where they are in life, what they're open to. And you just have to feel that out. What a salesperson does is they lure you to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I had this happen recently. I, I called to get a quote on putting guard, like leaf guards on my gutter. And uh, I... I just looked up on the internet and got three or four people to come out. Well, they were they kept pitching me and pitching me and pitching. And finally, I said to one guy, I said, "Hey, I like you a lot. We're never doing this." But I'm like, I don't really care about the gutter structure. I don't care about blah blah. I don't really care about your guarantee. Mm-hmm. 
you're over pitching me right now, mm-hmm. right? Another guy came up uh, and he was like, I was like, hey, I want, I'm looking at gutter guards. He looked around, he goes, let me measure real quick. Came back, he's like, here's the number for the barn, here's the number for the house. If you want me to do it both, I'll, I'll take a hundred bucks off because I only have to drive out here once, let me know. Well, he got the job, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. And, and it, it was that quick that we were able to like establish that trust and that relationship because he didn't over-talk me. He answered the questions you were asking. Your question was, if I hired you my gutters, can you do it? How much? And when can you come out? Done. Well, the quality of the aluminum is yeah, not what I asked. This is surgical mesh steel. That was what I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Like Now, if you take that, that was a real circumstance, but if you take that a step farther and you were like, now what materials are you using? He probably could have answered you. Right. And if he couldn't, he'd be like, you know what? Let me talk to my manufacturer. I'll get you that information as soon as possible. And that's the exact same thing we can do in a spiritual conversation. It's it's just basic. Really. We, we turn spiritual conversations into something that they're not. They're basic relationships. Mm-hmm. And because that guy interacted me, with me in a basically polite way, I'll recommend him. I'll probably get a bunch of emails after this podcast. <laughs> I recommend him, and I, I would use him again. Sure, because we established a basic relationship. So I would avoid like um, the trick question, and mm-hmm. I would avoid if you died tonight, would you go to hell? And have you ever violated the Ten Commandments? It's mm-hmm. it's not that you would never ask those questions. I just those are evangelism techniques. Mm-hmm. They're not relationships. And I actually think our culture would push back harder against all those things today than maybe ever, ever before. The other thing um, that I find a lot is people of different faiths. And my counsel to you on that is very simple. Let them evangelize you and they'll let you evangelize them. Hmm. So you just start saying, like, they're like, I'm a Mormon. And I was just like, well, what do you believe? Well, how, how do you do with, what about that thing? And I see that sometimes. And how come you guys, and um, I've done that with people who are Muslim, people who are Mormon, people who are all kinds of different faiths. And in the midst of the conversation, what I'll usually say is, okay, yeah, that's really different than what I believe because what I believe is da 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 da. Oh, you believe that? It's just it's just an interaction back mm-hmm. and forth, and it's not. Um, the, the Bible says very clearly that some water, some sow, and some reap, and and we have to remember God is the one who decides which of those people we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you, the, to your hairdresser, you may just be the only nice Christian she ever met. You're just sewing a little bit, yep. you know, uh, or watering a little bit. For some, like, you might be, like this girl that I was talking to on the plane, like, I told her the gospel. But that was, I just sewed it. She knows it now, it's in her um, and then I I have led strangers to Christ. Mm-hmm. They're just like you listen to me, and I'm right here, and it's a God thing. And and chances are someone else had sown some seeds and watered it a ton, and you just happened to be uh, the harvester. Chances are 100 <laughs> percent that that that's what happened. And I was just um, 
there in the moment and looked at a human being and thought, well, they sat beside me or whatever, and like I should, I should see how they're doing. Yep. And then you're reading God opening doors, and it turns into one of those stories. One of the clarifiers that I think has been really, really good about this conversation, Jeff, that um, you might have even accidentally gave is I think some people, when they hear no-brainer, they're like, when is the opportunity for me to finally say, well, Jesus came to this earth to die for your sin. Like They're like, when can I share the gospel? And I, what I hear you saying is the no-brainer moment is, when can you expose any part of who Jesus is naturally into any conversation? Right. That, that's exactly it. And when when you, you know, I have a, um, it, when you meet a salesperson and they're hard selling you, they're forcing it. It's not a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy I buy 90% of my cars from is is a top salesperson at his company for cars. Uh, I call him because he helps me. Yes. And I've bought many cars from him, and I've not bought many cars from him. But he returns me, he helps me, and I'm like, we have a, we have a, he actually bought a dog from us. <laughs> so we joke about how we're, we're almost even on commissions, you know. <laughs> But but the um, he's just a friend mm-hmm. that I I know he knows I call him when I look for I'm not I don't call him to go you know play golf mm-hmm. he didn't call me either. You're just letting that play out and and you said it perfectly. Am I forcing a relationship? The no brainer moment is I'm not forcing it, and there's another step to take. When the next step doesn't feel like a no-brainer or feels like resistance, just back 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 away for a minute. It's not the day to take that next step. Right. Right? Now, if the Titanic's sinking <laughs> and everybody's going to the water, you throw all that out the door. Sure. Yep. Right? Um, and and I, th- I think we have to be careful because people are like, well, Jesus is going to come back to any second. I'm like, that's right but he's still very much at work right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to if if uh I'm going to seed the relationship so when the emergency comes. Mm-hmm. Well, even your example of the Titanic, it's a natural conversation. They're not going to be like, "Seriously, now you want to talk about death?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like, right. You know, and and it would be the same thing. Where none of us are getting on the Titanic anytime soon. But you know, if you have a family member that's in hospice or something, you go tell them. It's a it's a natural conversation because they know my life is about to end, and that is a natural time to talk about it. it it's it's a great point, Joe. I I have walked into uh, circumstances where somebody has said, like Pastor Jeff, my dad's dying. We go talk to him. So I, I this literally happened. I went and I talked to this guy. And uh, I, I sat down with him, and I said, hey, your daughter wanted me to talk to you. And he goes, okay. And I said, uh, do you know why she wanted me to talk to you? He goes, I have a pretty good feeling, but why don't you tell me? And I said, because you're going to die soon, and she's afraid you're going to go to hell. And so she asked me to come and make sure that you knew about Jesus. And he goes, okay. And then he, I love that. I'll never forget this line. He goes, Make your case, preacher, <laughs> like that. And I'm like, okay. So I went through the gospel blow by blow, and I said, I said, brother, you're going to die, and 
within a month. Do you agree with me? He's like, yep. I said, you cannot mess around with your soul. And he accepted Christ, and he died within a month. Wow. Right? So there, there are... What you're what you're saying is like this: the the environment calls for the urgency mm-hmm. sometimes, and we have to be very very bold. Uh, I had a I had a friend that um, his father was dying, and he called me on his way to the hospital, and his father was not a believer, and and I he said, "What do I do?" I said, "Tell him, tell him, and then retell him." And there, and he, and his dad did accept Christ, like on his deathbed. I've had people say, uh, like a loved one, they're in a coma. What should I do? Get down in their ear and tell them, I don't know what's going on in there. I don't know what work the Holy Spirit's doing. Tell them. So there are urgent times, Mm -hmm. obviously, that you do that. I also think honesty creates urgency, that you can look at people and say, um, uh, can I just tell you I'm worried about it? Mm -hmm. That is probably a conversation that then you need to like let sit for a while because now they know right you know so i don't know i that when the question is is there a, is there a key question and i actually would say what i would want to do is talk about the person and then talk about how do you best position yourself relationally to be ready for some no brainer moments with that person as opposed to here's the the golden question you ask this one nobody can resist a sale yeah yeah that's great well i hope that this is helpful and like you said i'm i'm very um inspired even by the intentionality that our listener has in trying to connect with people about who jesus is and i pray that this dialogue has been helpful for you and maybe for many many more of us if we can help you in any way, we'd love to do that. Maybe it's a continued conversation, um, whatever it might be. You can always reach out, and we'll help you take next steps and get more and more connected. If you have questions like this or anything else that you'd like us to address, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org mixedmessages. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, uh, you can pray for a no-brainer moment here on this podcast by subscribing, follow, rating, and reviewing, and helping other people see it as well. If you're looking for a place to connect uh, where we care about Jesus and we want other people to know more about him, you can check us out here at Grace Church uh, on any given weekend. Thank you so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.